Hey everybody, I want to take a second to tell you about Snagit 2022. I don't have time to go into all the details about Snagit 2022, but it has a variety of options for fast and easy to use video creation. It's got new ways to work across devices and platforms with the new cloud library. And your purchase or upgrade includes your first year of maintenance and the newly updated Snagit certification course. With 20 plus videos of Snagit how-tos, certification is a great way to help you speed up your workflows, unlock potential, and get your work done faster. So check out Snagit 2022 today at snagit.com. And now, back to the podcast. The barrier of entry has been officially lowered for videos. Uh, I think you can very quickly make a screen recording, uh, use your webcam, share something out that doesn't need to be a meeting. You can still have this human interaction. You can still make a kind of a face-to-face connection. You can share emotion. People can't read an email very well and understand like intent. If this isn't already something that you've implemented in your remote communications, try and get the ball rolling yourself. I know that can be really intimidating, but when we started doing it at TechSmith, there was nothing but positive responses. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Video Workflow Podcast, part of the Visual Lounge. We're so glad that you're here. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all that great stuff because we've got another great topic. We're going to be talking about something that has just taken over our world given all the things that have happened in the last year or two, and that is workplace communication has changed. And so I've got Kara and i got Andy here today, and we're going to be talking about workplace communication and some of the things that we've learned over the last year, especially as we went from working in the office on a daily basis basis to working from home and trying to figure out how to communicate better. So, uh, Kara, Andy, thank you so much for being here today. Let's let's dive into this topic. Why, for in your guys' mind, is this topic so important? Andy. I think, yeah, I think, um, man, I think it's because it, it's affecting so many more people than it used to, right? Workplace communication. I was just talking to our new intern this morning and saying, you know, we've set up all these one-on-one meetings for you to meet the people in the department. Well, those used to be in-person meetings. Those used to be chances for you to actually meet people who you'd interact with in the hallway. And those opportunities aren't there anymore. So those kind of interactions, those chance happenings don't occur. So we kind of have to force them a little bit, or we have to figure out ways to make them a little more natural in this new environment where everyone's meeting, you know, online. And I mean, people are talking about the fact that, okay, we're returning to work and there's going to be a return. And that may be true, or some companies may stay remote. So how do we kind of change everything we had been doing where it was in-person conference room meetings or, you know, face-to-face conversations to these, you know, Zoom or Skype or whatever digital, you know, uh, uh, meeting rooms that we have now? Like, how do we make this the new norm and keep it? Or do we? Well, can I just, I I want to hear from Kara here in a second, but Andy, what I'll say is, here's my thought about this, is that regardless of the work situation, right, that's, Mm -hmm. that can always change, you know, we might be from home permanently, we might not, we might have to go into office, it doesn't matter. I think what I'm excited about is that this has forced us to rethink how we work with people and how we communicate and and the things that we do, because I, I remember long time ago, 10, 15 years ago, we talk about like, do we need to have meetings? Do we, you know, how how can we cut down on the number of meetings? And then that conversation just continued for like until recently. And even, even now we're having it, right? It's like, well, how do we not have a meeting about this? And I think what, what the pandemic has done, what opportunities have changed is that we actually get to try different things. It's now, now is the season of actually doing these things that we've talked about for years rather than just kind of waiting for like, 
a, a moment that it makes sense or getting convincing people to try, people are now open to trying. Kara, what are, yeah, what are some of your thoughts? Oh. No, Andy, yeah, absolutely. Get, we'll hear plenty I'm done, I'm you, done, Andy. it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, Matt. I think that it's not even just that people are open to trying these new forms of communication. It's that they have to. Um, when we all went remote um, out of necessity, there were these theories that we had all been talking about for years and this data showing people prefer to learn on their own time with video, with some more asynchronous communication methods, and there are plenty of ways to take advantage of them. But if you can't get your whole organization or leadership at your organization on board, then these things can move pretty slowly. So when we, I think of it as an opportunity, when we had the opportunity to actually implement these new processes, whether it's out of now, whether it's out of necessity or out of choice as companies decide, are we going back in person? Are we staying remote? Or even maybe a hybrid? Um, I think it's really important to consider how many of these in-person meetings do we actually have to have in the future? I recall when we were all in the office, we have a full, um, sorry, we have a few full-time remote employees already. And if we were ever having a meeting where everyone was in the physical conference room, except that one remote employee, it could make it a little bit difficult to hear their voice. And if we were to just move those meetings where we would have some people remote and some people in person, if we were to make that a video share out or some sort of other visual conversation, it might be easier to make sure that everyone's voices are heard on a level playing field. Well, yeah. the, the, the old adage, and we weren't very good about, about it, is that if one person is remote, everyone should be remote. Like, not in the, that makes the most sense. Because I've sat in some of those meetings on the remote side. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. But I want to I wanna make sure we're shifting this because we're talking about video you know, video workflows and things like that as part of the, that's what we're about on the podcast. So let's talk about how video, like, what role does video play in this? Because I think it's easy to kind of jump to one conclusion, and that's, Let's talk about Zoom, because everyone's Zooming, right? That's the thing to do. That's the only way we communicate now, but which really isn't, it's just a replacement of, of what, we're, what we were doing. Right. Thoughts? I mean, every, Kara, Kara said the word, right? Asynchronous, and, and Zoom doesn't offer asynchronous as well as other options like Snagit or Camtasia or anything else that can record video would do. And yes, you can record a Zoom meeting, but that's not what I'm referring to. An asynchronous would be, hey, let me record this quick message. You can watch it on your own time whenever it works for you. And I think that's been super helpful. Um, you know, we've talked about it a number of times, even on this show, that, you know, our, our VP of our department has been sharing out messages that way when she has something important to share. Um, but she wants to make sure everyone watches it, but maybe it's not worth having a meeting. We're not going to have a discussion over it. There's not an active engagement during the meeting where you need to participate. It's just a share out. Let me share it with you. You watch it on your own time. That's been super helpful for me, I know, to be able to kind of work it into my schedule um, and still get the information that we need. So, um, yeah, that's that's changed a lot. We didn't have that before. So let me let me ask this. You guys both brought up the asynchronous for and for those if you don't know what asynchronous means, because I know sometimes words, right? It means right. not at the same time. So why why is that a key part of re workplace communication and how does that fit into video for us? I think it's really great at accommodating everyone's schedules and everyone's different needs. Um, in terms of just being able to watch a video more than once, that is a great way to make sure that those that need a little bit of extra time to absorb the information are able to do so and they're able to feel confident when they maybe uh, they go into a follow-up meeting about this and they feel like they've really had the time to go over the information, take their own notes on their own time. And when it comes to videos, this can actually 
save you time as opposed to having a meeting because then there's fewer questions that might come back at you all at once. It gives people more time to maybe sort through and do their own research on their own instead of drawing things out. Yeah, I think the other thing we're forgetting too is like if if in the past, maybe we still in the office had something to share out and we weren't gonna have a meeting and we sent an email and it was a long email and it was an email with you know paragraphs. Uh, I can't read tone. I can't read inflection. I'm not exactly sure what you were saying in that line. Whereas a video, you're hearing directly from me. You're hearing directly uh, the way I want it said. Uh, so I think it can be a lot more helpful to kind of grasp understanding and context with a video as opposed to just written words. Yeah, I, I, I love those those benefits, but I want to I want to push back a little bit here because I hear this and I, I feel this at times as a someone who makes videos for, you know, for mm -hmm. share outs and for meeting and replacing meetings and stuff like this. We talk a lot about saving time. And I, I get the equation, right? Like if I am doing something with you, the two of you, and I send you a video, it saves you time because you can watch it at time and a half speed. You can watch it when it's convenient. But oftentimes I'm, it's like, it doesn't really save me time because I'm the video creator. So, so what's, what's, what would we say to the people who are like, wait a second, videos are hard. They take time to make. And it, yeah, maybe if you got enough people, it maybe saves time for the company. But what about me? Gosh, darn it. So this is where I feel like personally, this is what's shifted, right? Like in the past, if we were going to do a video share out, it was this overwhelming expectation of the video better look good. It better be, you know, in a nicely lit environment, like a video studio or a specific room that's set aside, maybe a conference room, uh, maybe a cameraman's going to be there to film it from the department. You know, we'd, we'd put these parameters around it. All that's gone by the wayside now. Now people accept a webcam and your office, wherever that is. And now it doesn't have to be that kind of preparation. You're still prepping for the meeting. You're still putting together a presentation. You know, if you're doing a PowerPoint and you're presenting that during the meeting, nothing's changing. You're just hitting record instead of having people sitting there watching you. Um, and I think in that regard, it is just the same. I don't think the presenter is necessarily saving time and it may even be a minute or two longer. Um, but when you can save, you know, 30 people in a department, uh, a half hour meeting, uh, and have them watch a seven minute video or even a 15 minute video, um, I think there's just a huge benefit there. And I, and I can't necessarily disagree that you're gonna have a little more time put into it because you're the presenter, you're the person who's going to, but I still think it's pretty negligible compared to what it used to be. Yeah, any thoughts, Kara? Yeah, I completely agree with everything Andy said. And I, especially before I started working for TechSmith and we all went remote and we're all making video share outs with each other all the time, I definitely had this concept that the only videos I had ever seen shared out to a company were always extremely polished, made with high-end professional software. And those types of videos were very intimidating to me. But what I've learned is that you do not have to have fancy equipment, fancy software, or sometimes even a script to make a video that's sharing some really useful information. If there's a blog post I wrote that's doing really well and I wanna talk through that with those that might be interested, all I need is my webcam and a decent microphone, and then I just hit record and walk through the data. And if I want to pull up a visual or maybe add an annotation, you don't need really fancy software to do that. Snagit works just fine. You can record your webcam, you can record your screen, you can record your audio. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, so I want to be fair here. I, I, I'm being a little facetious in the question, right? Like, I, I really believe in this, but I, and I, I think you guys are bringing up really good points, right? Like, the quality 
uh, to time ratio has changed, it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I felt that distinctly that we, we used to spend a lot of time, a lot of polish, a lot of editing, you know, just preparing for those things. And, and there's some things I'll, I will still spend more time on, right? Like if I have a, a, a video that's going to go out to our entire company and it's really important because I need buy-in, I want to get, you know, whatever support I'm looking for, you know, I might spend more time on that. However, in the end, it still saves everyone else time because I didn't have to go on a road show. We used to call them road shows, right? I'm going to go to your team's department or, you know, your department or your team or whatever. I'm going to have a 30-minute conversation. You can ask whatever questions. I think, but that's a key though, right? We still allow those uh, that, that dialogue to happen. We're, we're sending out a video and then, you know, through tools that we have, whether it's a uh, video review or Nomia Pro, you can put feedback and ask questions. And I think that's still a really key component, right? You get to watch it at a faster speed. You get to watch it when it's convenient, but we can still, you know, converse around it. We're not, and I, I don't think what we're saying is get rid of all meetings, death to all meetings. I mean, no. I think what we're saying is like, put the right information in a format that can be digested in a way that makes sense. And sometimes you still need to get together and chat. You still need to get together yeah. to make decisions or ask questions to have that co- the deeper, richer conversation that wouldn't happen maybe, but information delivery, man, all day long, right? right? Video. I, I, would, yeah. I was going to say, so sometimes even the information we're getting delivered, like we, we do this, you know, for our department in uh, in the marketing department, we do a, a Slack channel where if someone has a share out, they throw it out there. It used to be that we had meetings for that. Hey, guys, let me put together a meeting on your calendar so I can show you the results of this campaign we just did. And while it's important, it's also like, do we need to do we need to take 30 minutes right now to do this? I was working on this other thing. I really wanted to get this done before the end of the day. Um, whereas now it's we can put them on the marketing Slack channel and say, hey, make sure to watch this before Thursday when we're going to talk about it more or hey, just watch this at your leisure if you're interested. Um, and it's been so much more valuable. But I think um, I Matt knows I love Patrick Lencioni. Uh, he writes all the books, you know, uh, Death by Meeting and um, that kind of topic, because there are meetings that still aren't going to be replaced by video. There's meetings where you're either brainstorming or where you are really debating, you know, the the good versus bad of a campaign or, a, you know, moving forward um, with a product launch or something. So so there's definitely a time and a place for meetings to still happen. But where can we substitute that out with video and how can we you know, do that so it's helpful for everybody's time uh, and, and more respectful that way? Absolutely. And with the conversation piece that you mentioned, Matt, I think one huge benefit of videos is that it gives people like me who might not immediately speak up in a meeting if they have a question or a comment. It gives me more time to think about how I'm going to word this question, how I'm going to pose it and exactly what I want to hit on before I actually go to ask, especially if it's, uh, I don't know, like a much larger presentation. I personally want time to think about my question before I pose it. So if I have time to watch the video and maybe even multiple times, I can then leave my comment in like directly in the video if that's an option with your hosting platform, or if there's a follow-up meeting, I can bring it up then. And that's really beneficial for making sure that voices of all personality types are heard in a meeting. Those that are a lot quieter and more introvert, excuse me, more introverted, just might need a little bit more time before they're ready to speak up. Yeah, I, I love that point because I'm oftentimes like an hour out of a meeting thinking, oh gosh, that was that's the question I wish I would have asked. And then yeah. there's never a forum or opportunity to really go back unless I'm really proactive, which I should be, but uh, not always. And so I, so I love that point. And I, I think it, it also gives a, 
you know, like you said, a lot of voices, not just the introverts. You can you can really hear from the wide spectrum of of the voices at your organization. And any like I love that it's also an equalizer because anyone can make a video, right? Like if, especially I think unless you don't have the technology, you don't have a computer. I mean, that's really or a phone. That's what it seems like it takes now. Anyone can do this. Anyone can make a video. Anyone can make a share out, and you can you can spend as much or as little time on it and convey really valuable information, and it can be received in that in that quick fashion. So, what and I want to do with we we've, we've got about I don't know uh, you know we'll spend another maybe ten minutes. We'll see where it goes. But I I want to get to maybe some practicality here. Is there you know, is, if someone's thinking about this, they're feeling like, gosh, I don't even know where to start. Is that, do we want to have that conversation now or do we want to have that later? Yeah. Uh, I'm good now. And I, I don't think, I'm not looking for deep tips, but like, what what are the hurdles you think people are going to face if they're start if they're not doing this in their organization already? What advice could we give them to get started in trying to do this? I'm not looking for the technical kind of how-to, but like, right. how, do you, how do you get going on this? Because I feel like for us at TechSmith, it's a natural kind of progression because of our tools. Like, it's just like, we do this, we make video, right? That's what we do. But for a lot of people that I don't think is the natural progression because they're maybe not, there's no leading on it from anyone. No one else is doing this in their organization. So if you're in that situation, what would we say to someone? Well, I'm gonna let Kara take this one first. Let's see. Um... If no one else is doing this in your organization, honestly, I think one of the best things that you can do is lead by example. If you have a really interesting piece of data or something that you've created, if you just make a short video and just send it to your department, I think that tends to be a really good way to get the ball rolling, saying like, hey, here's this cool thing I did. Watch this when you have time, or maybe it's not something super imperative, but it's at least putting in your coworkers' minds the idea that, hey, this is something I can do. And odds are they'll have a great response to it because for all the reasons we've just listed, video is an mm -hmm. awesome way to communicate at work. Yeah. You know, and it's it's funny because I think a lot of people's hesitation, and maybe I'm making an assumption here, is that I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to show my face. I'm nervous. I'm uncomfortable with the way I look. None of this is okay. This is business anyway. I don't need to be there. You'd be surprised. Most people aren't looking at you as critically as you're looking at you. And it's okay to turn your camera on because this is what people want to see anyways, your smiling face. Like they want to see their coworkers that, you know, maybe they don't get to see regularly. Um, and even if your face is small and in the corner of the window, I personally like that personal touch. You don't have to do it, that's fine. Um, but if you've got the tools for it, if you've got a webcam recorder, you know, Snagit can do it. Um, most computers come with an onboard recording of some kind, it's gonna be minimal. We've got our free screen capture tool. Um, at screencast.com that you can launch. Um, but, but that way you can show your face and record your screen. Um, and, I, and I just think it feels so intimidating, but if you just think of it from another coworker's perspective, would you mind seeing so-and-so's face? Of course not. Would you be judging them on how they look? No, you'd be glad to see them. Uh, and I think you just have to take that perspective a little bit too. And remember the angle of your webcam. That's one thing a lot of people don't like the way they look on camera because the camera's you know below them and so they end up looking like this or the camera's way above them and they've got a you know big forehead in the shot. So just just get that straight on eye level camera if you can and uh, you'll be a lot happier with the results too. I always have Bouncing a big... off of that, Andy, I, I, I think... Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, Matt. That's <laughs> because I always have a big forehead. It's, it doesn't matter. There you go. <laughs> so, sorry, Kara. You're all good. That was a very important anecdote, Matt. Don't worry, I didn't yeah. mind waiting. Um, 
I another um, thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about the reason why they don't want to be on camera, they don't want to make videos is because of distractions that may be present in their household, especially mm. when we're working from home for we're not sure how long, perhaps in perpetuity, you might have kids or pets, or maybe you live in an apartment complex like me and lawnmowers go by at completely unpredictable times. That's all okay. I think that having little elements like that, like we all experience those every single day. And I have never judged one of my coworkers if their kid suddenly runs back behind the video. If anything, I think it kind of adds to it and makes me chuckle. Um, I think, for example, about we've talked about our VP of marketing, Sherry Powers, when she does her video share outs, oftentimes you can hear her pugs snoozing in the background. Yes. And I think that's just fantastic. And I listen for it every time. I or maybe people are concerned about their backgrounds. I live in a one bedroom apartment and this is the best angle that I can get. But I don't think that a lot of people are going to be staring at this and thinking, hmm, she could be doing a lot better. It's about right. the content and about what you're presenting. You know, yeah, I, that, I, oh, go ahead, Andy. I was going to say, it takes me back. Do you remember? It was probably, I want to say mid 2019, that I think it was a CNN news clip where the guy was a remote anchor, a remote newsman, giving a report from his office. And sure, we can all remember the toddler comes running in, his toddler comes running in the room, dancing and just enjoying life. And back then, that was newsworthy. That was something that, oh my gosh, can you believe his news thing got interrupted by his. We're living. has experienced that, and everybody is going through some aspect of that, whether it's kids or roommates or family members or animals. So I just think, like you said, Kara, it adds to it. It's just that layer of humanity that we're all kind of uh, involved with now. So so I've enjoyed it personally, too. Yeah, I, I, I think there's an element here that as as you progress, you'll you'll start to kind of wean out the things that don't matter, right? Like, I think you'll start to figure out like, oh yeah, that doesn't matter, that doesn't matter, that doesn't matter. And I get like in certain environments, you know, there's certain levels of expectations. And I think we're not trying to diminish that and, at all. I, I wanna be very clear. I don't wanna diminish anyone that's got like, oh, our, we have to be the really the best. But what we're saying is, is like for the amount of effort, like, and the time that you're gonna save, like those things really don't matter at all. And I love the examples that, we, that have been brought up, you know, animals, kids, you know, repairmen show up, right, Andy, sometimes in the middle of yeah. recording. That, that <laughs> I happens. I think that was episode five. We'll see. <laughs> yes. I mean, so I think, I think it's okay. And I think what you have to do is feel out your audience. And I think, you know, Carrie, you made a really great point about the best way to go is just be lead, right? Be the example setter and go try and you'll, and ask for feedback. Um, and you'll, your organization may be very different than ours. You know, maybe you don't want a pug snoring in the background at your organization. If that's the case, that's fine. You can you can navigate most of those <laughs> those things. Uh, I, I think what we have found in the current environment is that this is this is the best. Like this is awesome. Seeing you know the pump of. Uh, Funko Pops. I'm going to say it right. right. You know, seeing <laughs> seeing the bobblehead back here, you know, whatever it yeah. is, you know, uh, we love seeing your kitchen, Kara. It doesn't, to, to us, that's, <laughs> that's human. It's just human. And I think that's yeah. the thing to remember that, you know, when you go into a meeting and you're in this kind of almost a lot of times sterile environment, you lose that yeah. humanity. You lose the sense of kind of connection that this is another real person that you're having a meeting. And, uh, and I just find that that's refreshing to be able to, mm -hmm. to have that. And I think, and there's times to play into that. There's times to like, like, nope, I want my professional background, you know, because yeah this is what I'm doing or I'm doing uh, this for a professional reason that needs to look good. Um, 
But, you know, I I'll also want to just add here that I think as you think about what you could do inside your organization, also think about how that could play with your customers and with other people that you're communicating with outside your organization. And again, you got to adjust your standards, you know, turn the, we'll call it play the, you know, move the sliders or whatever. So you get the right level, but I'll share, I shared this before we recorded, but I had someone write me an email with a lot of questions in it. It was, it was, a, it was very thorough, a very long email. And I'm like thinking about, oh my gosh, I've got to write back. I've got to answer these questions. I want to answer these questions. And it was just too much. And so I said, I'm going to just make a video. Uh, that allowed me to be a little bit more fluid in my conversation to get into some nuances that maybe I couldn't have gotten into like very easily when I was writing the text ended up being a 20 minute video. I, I feel really bad for this nice woman who wrote me. She did not expect a 20 minute email or 20 minute video response. But frankly, I feel like I was able to answer much more in depth with much more detail. And this is what she got. She got me talking with recording my screen with her email. That's all the, that's all the content was, was just her email. So I could highlight like, okay, here's this question. You make this point and this point. Here's, here's how I would do this and handle this. Here's some, some thoughts, you know? So it wasn't yeah. elaborate and it was just me talking. Um, but again, she, and I, I warned her in the response because there was a short, like, response email like, Hey, I made you this video. Feel free to watch it at a faster speed. And so her <laughs> 20 minutes is going to be maybe, you know, maybe 15, yeah. uh, which seems really re reasonable. I gave her that all that time and it answers just because I wanted to make sure I gave her the best answers I could. Well, and when you explained that to us before the show, you said something that struck me too, which is that you used, and this is, you know, for us product-wise, you use Snagit instead of using Camtasia. The difference for anyone who doesn't know is with Snagit, you're not going to be able to cut as much out. I mean, you can, but it's going to be rough, whereas the temptation is gone. I'm not doing this to edit the video. I'm just doing this to do a quick share out of me talking to the camera. And yes, you could have done it in Camtasia and chopped it up and edited it, but then you would have saved no time for yourself, um, even if you saved uh, her time in the end. So I think that's a great way to respond. And I love that, um, man, that, that kind of customer facing side is where you might want to turn on a little bit more of a professional side. I get that. And in fact, I would say just being cards on the table, totally honest, this is our customer face side, right? This isn't a text message share out. This is for hopefully anyone to listen to. So I shut the door to this basement. So my cats, which I have two kittens, don't come running downstairs. And my kids just got home from school. I can hear them stomping around. But that way, everyone knows dad's recording downstairs. <laughs> no distractions for the time being. Normal day, I don't care if they come in during a meeting with my coworkers, you know, but but this is a little bit different. So sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the little precaution I can. And if it gets messed up, it gets messed up. You know, that that happens. But you do your best. You take the, the things you can and or you fix the things you can. Yeah. Well, we are just about out of time. So I wanna before we wrap up, I wanna get to our final takes here, but I just wanna remind everybody you can subscribe to the Visual Lounge on any platform. So if you like listening to the audio while you're out running or jogging or walking or driving or doing anything that allows you to listen to audio, you can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. Or if you just like watching our, our silly faces that we make as each other talks, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can see us on YouTube. We'd love to have you subscribe. And if you have questions, you have follow-up things you want to share with us, things that you'd love us to see, make sure you, you're sharing with us at thevisuallounge at textman.com. You can email us any thoughts there. And if you learned something or something stood out to you that you think, wow, that was really awesome, share it on LinkedIn. Tag any one of us. You can find yep. me, Matt Pierce, Andy Owen, uh, Kara Swanson. We're there. We'll like it. We'll share it. We'll do whatever to help make sure that, you're, you know, we're getting the word out about this particular show as well as the Visual Lounge that we do on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time Live. So... 
let's go into our final takes. What are what are the final things that we'd say about workplace communication as it relates to using video? Who wants to start us off today? I can go first. I think I got this one. Oh, oh, oh Kara's going. Let's go. Oh, it's, <laughs> Oh, Carrie, you, you, we'll give you, you're, you're still figuring this out. We'll let you go first. That way Andy has to think of something new once, once you steal yep. it from him. How generous. <laughs> um, really, at the end of the day, I think what's important to consider is think about your workplace culture. If this isn't already something that you've implemented in your remote communications, which I think quite a few of us have, given the necessity of working remote, um, try and get the ball rolling yourself. I know that can be really intimidating. But when we started doing it at TechSmith, there was nothing but positive responses. And I've seen similar posts made on LinkedIn, like, hey, I was the first person to kind of start sharing video at my company, and now we're all doing it. I, I think it's a great way for you to take initiative and maybe even get noticed by your organization. And in terms of things that you need to make a video, especially if it's just for an internal share out, like Matt said, really all you need is your computer or your phone. Um, bonus if you have um, a decent webcam or a microphone and definitely if you can maybe turn up that noise canceling feature that's on zoom or on your microphone to help get rid of some of those background distractions that we talked about like lawnmowers or kids or pets um, and overall just be yourself everyone wants to see your face we all miss each other if we're not back in the office already so it's always good to see people absolutely all right andy yeah. Now, do you need a second to think? Did she? Did yeah, way to it take all? it all from me, Karen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the the barrier of entry has been officially lowered for videos. Uh, I think you can very quickly make a screen recording, uh, use your webcam, share something out that doesn't need to be a meeting. Uh, and I think if you're a leader in your organization, if you're a manager, if you have a team underneath you, that's a great way to set by, you know, to lead by example is to do a quick video and say, hey, if you guys have something you want to share but didn't want to set up a meeting, go ahead and send us all a video. We'd love to see your update. Uh, and that way you're telling your team it's okay to share this out by video. It doesn't always have to be a meeting, uh, but we'd love to hear from you still. And I think, I think that's so important because people have things that are worth sharing, uh, but they may be held back because they don't want to set up a meeting or send a really wordy email. Uh, maybe they can send a short email with a video link uh, and share out the great news that they have. Yeah, very good. Well, my final take is this. So uh, a friend of the Visual Lounge, Jonathan Halls, is also a friend of mine, said, has said uh, many times in many presentations that video is the new flip chart. And you think about when you're in a meeting, you got flip charts, you got whiteboards that you're writing on. It's a way of communicating key essential information. And I, I think that's something that we should take to heart is that video can replace many, it doesn't replace all, but it can replace many of the things that we're doing. And the reason why that's a good thing is because you can still have this human interaction. You can still make a kind of a face-to-face -face connection. You can share into like, uh, into an, well, what's the word? Intuition? No, I don't know what the word is, guys. I've lost it. You can share emotion. You, into, no, not intuition. Are you right. thinking inflection? inflection? Perhaps. Inflection, inflection, maybe it's not the right word, but uh, you know, you can share emotion. People can like Andy, you mentioned early on, you can't, people can't read an email very well and understand like intent. Is it sarcastic? Is it funny? Is it serious? What, where are they? Uh, and so I think video does, does so many things that in person can do without the weight of having to be in the same place at the same time, worrying about, you know, gosh, we're all together because eventually uh, it makes sense that you can get it when it makes sense for you to get it and when you're ready for that meeting. Because oftentimes, you know, if, it, if someone's like scheduled a meeting at 8.30 a.m., maybe that's not the best time for me to take in 
new information. Maybe I'm going to be much better at nine or 10 or 11 or whatever it might be. And so I think just really think about the benefits that can be afforded to you by using video and not for everything, but using it judiciously and when it makes the most sense. So, all right, we did it. That's the show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We will be back with another episode. Don't forget to tune into the Visual Lounge live 2 p.m. Eastern time on the YouTube channel. We'd love to have you there. You can also listen to those episodes in the audio podcast as well. So thanks everybody. Talk to you later.